1: Well met fellow adventurers, so for, I was going to the battlegrounds and something new has just appeared here. It says, visit the Candle Glow Carnival. Well, this will be the first time I've seen, I've seen this link. So this will be the first time I click this link. I have no idea what's beyond it. Let's give it a click. In a grassy expanse just within sight of Zurium's Wedstone Keep, preparations are underway for the annual Candle Glow Carnival, a festival of entertainment, events and games famous throughout the North Broadlands. Labourers, some affiliated with the Carnival and others with Zurmville, toil both day and night as they endeavour to reach the encroaching date for the start of the festivities. Mysterious masked figure known to all as the Candle Gaffer looks on from afar but seems to play no part in the difficult work. Make several inquiries about the date of the carnival's opening but only have questions met with some grumbling and a variety of vague answers. Alright. Okay, so if something's gonna it's what was happening there, it's not Happening yet. Alright, gonna leave the island. Alright. Alright, well, time to encounter the weird statue, touch the pommel. Number six. Okay, now. Let's get uh, to Twithik Alright, now, as I I said It's time to do Proving Grounds Part 5 The Silver Quest Legends from a bygone era The three brave adventurers who constitute constitutes the fabled band known as the Silver Quest. Now maintain a litany of aches, pains, and complaints, nearly as long as their list of illustrious deeds. Perhaps you can help restore the quest to its former glory. Not that they need any help, mind you. I mean, they're just as good as they ever were, better, in fact. Just so straight up that. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, part one. The Hall of the Hobbled. A a surprisingly fierce one in with an evil spirit has left the three long-standing members of the quest battered and in bad spirits. Looks as if you're on your own from here on out. A knock is this scenario. You should have seen it, Zoot, says Pritham as he carefully adjusts the sling holding his left arm in position. It's a horrid sight, long flowing black robes and glowing red eyes. Couldn't it have been amongst the living, and claws as long as any dragon's talons as we hobbling over to the side of the fire with the assistance of a stout oaken cane? I've rarely seen any anything fight with such fury? Yes, and I shan't soon forget those glowing green eyes. Cripps interjected, reaching up to feel the back bloody blood bandage covering his forehead putting flashes and an annoyed glance at Iskra what did I say green it was red of course he says yes gl- red glowing eyes that's excuse me soup but the matter's taken quite a bit out of me so there you have it says Windle whatever it was it's put us all in a bad way I'm afraid likely be a good few weeks before we're back at it again well good thing we have you Zoop very good thing indeed Winandor tells you. Tells you that the Silver Quest has been commissioned to investigate a cave just outside the village of Easton, half day's journey north of the city. You learn that several villagers have reported seeing a large creature with a long barbed tail, stalking about the countryside over the past several weeks, and recently a handful of livestock have gone missing from a nearby farm. A troll would be my guess," says Winandor. But quickly shakes his head. Would be the first troll I've seen with a tail, he scoffs. Take my word for it, Soup, It's a Connock up in East Arm. And let there be no mistake about. It. What is a Connock? Connock. The foul tempered Connock is a beast that almost defies description. This ogre sized terror, its thick high, covered with bristly black hair, it moves about on four legs most of the time, but is capable of walking upright. Its large mouth is full of long, sharp fangs. It has a long, barbed tail, used to stun its prey before tearing it open with its deadly claws. The connock's face resembles that of a bear. Few have lived to tell the tale of an encounter with one of these menaces. Right, Connock says, we're doing credits. no Oh do go on, dear president. There there have been no points in these parts for two decades he just doesn't say anything, but he nods in agreement with Wendell. An interesting but obviously incorrect assessment, Franz Pitman. It's a cruelty of world world prowls in times. unless it's put down that beast will devour that village right quick. Instead of fussing about what else it might be, which is not. Which at least tells Zoop the trick for dealing with them. You learn that Kunk's favourite tactic is to suddenly leap on top of its prey and stun it with a stroke of its heavy barbed tail. All you need to do is remember to stay perfectly still while it spots you, says Wendell. And forget about you if you stay still, leaving you have a chance to attack it on your own terms. That's not the strategy I would advise, said The not it spotted you. It's already too late. Your only recourse is a swift and devastating attack. "'Put the beast on its heels, and you'll at least have a fighting chance. "'How your you handle a corner that spotted you is to turn your back to it. "'Once it no longer sees your eyes, it will usually ignore you. "'Wait it out for a few moments, and then turn, slowly turn back to it. It'll all have, have all but forgotten you. "'A loud argument ensues, but suddenly abates when limps leaps to his feet.' to retrieve a pot of powder of the fire that began to bubble over. Be what it may, up in Iceland, said, I'm certain that our, our lad Zoop is up to the task. You should remember that he has more than a few adventures up under his belt. Windle tells you to consult with the head of the village, a name named Torbrid, and to make sure you obtain from him the 250 gold upon the successful completion of your mission. We're counting on the useless window as he hobbles up and pl- slaps you on the shoulder. We know our trust is, as always, well placed. Python shows you a map and tells you how to get to Easton. The journey is likely to take at least half a day. And there are two basic routes through which one could travel the shorter, more direct route through a forest known as Waven's Crown, the longer, Perhaps safer route over Crown Hills. Alright, I'll consult with the fellow members of the Quest before departing. Not surprisingly, the three members of the Silver Quest were able to come to any sort of consensus on which sort of route you should take to reach Eastworld. says the path through the maiden's wood is, is probably the most prudent course, as it would be quick Istor is quick to counter his people, saying the wood has become altogether too dangerous these days. Avoided by most travellers. So, you would suggest the Crown Hills is with them? I would only choose to stroll those hills if I felt like taking an ogre's club over my head. Maiden's Woods is the way to choose, I would go. Alright. Okay, I've got to think about that. Okay, I'll take the longer route. You bid farewell to your fellow members of the Silver Quest and set off at once to trek by. Trek, on the trek to Easton by the way of Crown the Crown Hills. Been following a vaguely discernible path that climb, climbs into the hills for over an hour when you suddenly come upon a disturbing sight. Scattered across the ground is in, a, in an area nearly 20 yards wide is the obvious remnants of a brutal attack. An overturned wagon and a discarded sword lie at the centre of the debris. Near the edge of a nearby copse, you discover the bloodied remains of two horses. The trail of destruction continues to the west, and from that direction, you are almost certain you can smell smoke. Well, follow the trail of destruction, then. Following the faint odour of smoke, you soon discover the source of the recent mayhem in the Crown Hills. Were the current situation less grim, you might have allowed yourself to smirk. For less than 20 yards of you, standing around the smouldering remains of a fire... three spear-wielding ogres the very creatures prithen warned you you warned you might encounter in these hills your eyes are drawn to a tree to the left of the ogre trio to which which is bound a bearded middle-aged man you instantly summarize that the man survived the attack on the wagon and is about to become a meal for the ogres who even now are struggling to light the fire that will no doubt serve to cook him the first flickers of orange flame poke through the column of smoke rising out of the campfire. You must act quickly if you to save the ogres human captive. I could run away, but obviously I'm not going to, so I'm gonna to attempt to help the captive. Your mind wastes as so you pondering how to best go about rescuing the man from his savage captures. So I could I could I could still run away, so I could just attack the ogres. We could use Elementalism, Telekinesis, Illusion, Feathery or Archery. Hmm. What about Elementalism? Succeeded. 32 XP to Elementalism. But The bubbling fire suddenly wars to life as a massive fire elemental rises out of the flame. The ogres squeak in alarm and fumble for their spears. But two of the savage creatures are slain before they can even attempt to defend themselves. The elemental slinks back into the fire and disappears. The lone remaining ogre, having spotted you, bellows with rage and charges forward to attack. Hold your ground and bravely, bravely engage the lone remaining ogre. the a spear-wielding ogre. The ogre savagely thrusts its spear at you. It is slain. 20 XP. You rush forward and free the bound man from the tree. The two of you turn and move swiftly away from the camp, not stopping until you have put a considerable distance behind. The bearded man meets you in a shoulder cross and thanks you repeatedly for rescuing him from the clutches of his savage captures. He tells you he is a cooper by trade and is relieved beyond measure that his wives and two daughters were not with him this time, as still often accompany him on his trips to Trithick. I like you to have these," he says, holding a small cloth pouch. I'm not sure what they are, but perhaps you can find some use for, you, for them. Thank you again, friend. Surprised to discover the pouch contains two adventurer tokens, the man thanks you again before setting off on foot for Wish wishing luck before once again resuming your own trek. The crown of kills gradually give way to dense forest, and you soon find yourself following a winding woodland path that snakes through the thick green labyrinth. The range of the journey to East Arm proves uneventful. Upon your arrival you are met by the head of the village council, a portly, raven haired man by the name of Talbud Torbrid seems disappointed the entire silver quest has not made the trip, but will only explain the circumstances that may it so, his mood seems to brighten he tells you that some local hudsman attracts the creature, whatever it is, to a cave in the hills north of the village, he says that he, and indeed the entire village are eager for you to investigate and put an end to the terror that's a script you started for almost three weeks of course, should you wish to rest and investigate the cave, in the morning that would be understandable, it is after all a long trek from Trithic. Okay, so I can investigate in the morning, that lets me restore my health, but I didn't lose any. Or I can investigate the cave now. I'll do it now. There it is, says Tomboy, pointing to the dark mouth of a cave. Mind you that we have not seen the creature in a couple of days. It was last seen slinking into that shadowy lair. Pray that your father goes with you into that place, friend. A loud, of roar suddenly sails out of the cave, causing your heart to skip a beat. All colour drains out a torpid face, and he stabbers something inaudible before turning and moving swiftly back in the direction of the village. Right into the cave. You stand dust inside the mouth of the cave. The overpowering odour of rotting flesh assails your senses, nearly causing you to wet. The odour of rotting flesh as your senses inside the cave. You fight the urge to wet with every step you take within this January lair. Okay, so this, this cave has a loop and the question mark is on the far side of the loop. Rotting carcass of a deer lies in the middle of the cave passage. The rotting remains of some unknown creature lies in the middle of the passage. Scrouch, scrouch hear what sounds like heavy breathing to the east. hear what sounds like heavy breathing to the south. Okay, up to the question mark. What looms into view out of the darkness ahead causes you to freeze in mid-step. A hideous black-haired creature, stooping over the bloody carcass of a large bear, turns its head head, and locks its eyes upon you. The massive beast snarls viciously, revealing a mouthful of sharp fangs. The tip of a barbed tail flicks back and forth almost a foot above its head as it turns to fully square itself with you. You have little doubt you are staring at a conok, the very creature priced so Sorin- so you would find in East Arm. You quickly recall the various pieces of advice given to you by the fellow members of the Silver Quest regarding this dangerous beast. I can stand perfectly still. That's Weidra's advice. I can turn away from the kunoct. That's Prithon's advice, or leap forward and attack the beast. That's Iskidar's advice. Now Prithin knew that. knew knew that this was a kunoct. So I'm assuming he knows more. I'm going to turn away from the kunoct. Following Prytheron's advice, you turn, slowly turn away from the giant the several tense moments you hear the beast tearing at the bear carcass it realise it's apparently it of no, long, no longer interested you. With a mix of relief and in- amazement, I turn to find the creature now as it's back turned turn to you. You waste no time in launching your attack. Pr- Prithing right. You nimbly dodge the Cronach's streaking barbed tail and launch your attack on the surprised beast. The Kunuk roars as it savagely attacks you. The savage bite of your enemy tears into your flesh for 12 damage. Ooh, another bite for 8 damage. Oh, Oh, I just finished it off with a special attack. For 93 damage total. Nice. 38 XP. The Kunuk shudders and then collapses onto the cave floor. Its limbs twitch for several seconds and then go limp. The fearsome beast is no more. A quick search of the area reveals a pile of animal skins upon which the creature apparently slept. Amidst the makeshift bed you discover a soft leather pouch containing a fair amount of gold and two adventurer tokens. woo hey! Thrilled that you have brought the mission to a successful conclusion and confident you haven't overlooked anything. You probably make your way out of the cave and head back to the village. Woohoo Tobit so, is ecstatic when you arrive bearing news of the Conox demise. There, worth every bit at that, he says, beaming. We're a simple folk soup. while hunting these creatures might be nothing new to you. It's nothing short of pure terror for the rest of us. Two hundred and fifty gold. "'To his insistence, you have a final meal in the village before starting out on a long trek back to the city. "'Give my kindest regards to your fellow brave companions,' he says as you depart. If "'Anything like you, the four of four of you must strike fear into the heart of every monster from here to the Sundron. "'Farewell, my friend.' Griffin's smug grin nearly spread off his face.' As you sit by the fire in the headquarters, relating your combat to details of your victory over the, the Kinnock, Gwynnog pr- frowns as Prevon leans back in his chair with his hands clasped up behind his head, his face still painted with a wide smile. Pernax, next time you'll remember that I might know a thing or two about something, he says wily. When you attempt to present Windor with the gold that was paid to you by Tumbrid, he politely refuses it. He who does the work shall have the reward, he says, smiling. You spend the next small while relaxing before the roaring fire. Nodding off now and again as Prithin paddles on with with more stories about Cunnock than you ever thought existed, Windor eventually gets up and leaves the room, grumbling something to himself. Well, Iskador turns his back to Pritham and sets about sharpening the blade of his short sword. Well, we've all heard enough about corrupts and I suppose I could speak on another matter, said them. How about monster-fighting tactics? Another them so I happen to know something about, oddly enough. 64, experience to general, and that's this scenario, finished. Alright, next up is... STOMPED STOMPED That is the name of the scenario I'll do this too Yeah, I think I'll do, I'll do maybe three of them a STOMP SILL Windle rolls his eyes and casts a sight sidelong glance at Pritham I don't honestly believe there are any stumps still left about In any event Let's allow Zoop to head up to their cutter's camp and investigate it for himself. What is the stump still? still. These living stumps have a large set of powerful jaws, sharp fangs, and a ferocious appetite. Not a good combination. It will long be believed that they are evil woodland spirits that take up residence in stumps. Sometimes other sorts of wooden objects. Whatever their origin, these terrifying beasts... There's nothing more than devouring any living creature in their path. Prithen grins at Brutal and nods. Yes, when he finds it, it is a sump still. That wrought all the mayhem up there. I would like him to know that. have I had quite enough of being talked about as if you're not in the room. You clear your throat loudly. Both Roger and Pritham, the only other two members present, apologise and fill you in on the details of what they have been discussing. Windle tells you that an old friend of his, a blustering fellow named Grover, has just hired the services of the Silver Crest to investigate and rectify a serious problem the surface of the woodcutting camp west of the city. Grove is a good lad, says Windle, and timbering is his trade, therefore anything that interrupts his life would receive his prompt and undivided attention. He had asked go missing, and he said two others nearly had their arms torn off. It's all happened at dusk over the past two days. That's when a stump sill is most active. Into what's perfect. Windle flashes in with an annoyed glance, apologises and turns to face the fire. A stump seal, perhaps, continues well. The more likely suspect would be a starving, wayward forest troll. The attacks happened at dusk, and neither of the, two, the two, two men who nearly lost their arms ever got a clear look at their assailant. Whatever it is, I think it would be best if you start for the camp at once. Grytham is expecting me, so there's no trouble with you appearing in my stead. Wendell gives you directions to the camp, and you set out at once, flying to arrive just prior to dusk. You find the woodcutter's camp west of mm-hmm. Trithing, with little difficulty, and arrive just before dusk. Despite what Wendell said, Groven Longarm is visibly disappointed when he realizes You have come to... Come in place of his long time friend. What? the old knight too good for the likes of a woodcutter? He laughs, though he senses more than a hint of distaste in his tone. No offence to you, sir, but you are, for your feats are well known to me. It is an honour to meet you. Well then, I assume you know of our quandary. Follow me, and I'll show you where lies the trouble. Grotham leads you to the edge of a wide swath of forest north of the camp that has been recently cut back. A broad field of stumps and felled trees extends for a great distance to the north and west. Packed my men out of that stump patch since before dusk ordered today, he says, looking over the results of nearly two weeks of hard toil. Whatever it is, I'm fairly certain it's lurking in there. It's already got one man, at least we haven't found him. As, and it nearly got two of us. Wendell thinks it might be a troll, but something about all this seems, well, different. We'll assure Grotham that you will fully investigate the patch, report your findings to him. He thanks you, and he turns to head back to the camp. He make, and, and as he turns to head back to the camp, you make your first cautious trek into the stump field. You down just inside the edge of the field of stumps and felled trees. The massive trunks of fallen hardwood and piles of hewn limbs, hewn limbs create a twisting maze that is somewhat treacherous to navigate in the fading light of day. So this is a five by five, five by five map, and it's made of four, made of four loops in each corner. So it look it looks like a waffle. Yes. yes, okay, so I'm on the north and s- in the middle of the north. I go east, northeast. A sudden movement from overhead freezes you in your tracks. You watch in horror as a large stump begins to move. The stump draws itself into the centre of your path and stretches a wide, powerful set of fang-filled jaws and unleashes a ferocious bellow stare wide-eyed at the fearsome, Stumpstil now blocking your path. Without, without warning, the creature ambles forward and attacks, attempting to tear the flesh from your bones with its deadly fangs. It's the Stumpstil. Uh-huh. Stumpstil war as it snaps its powerful jaws at you. Ooh, a savage bite of your enemy tears into your flesh for 14 damage. And it is slain. 6xp. You step over the remains of the stump seal and quickly set off on your way through the timber patch. Alright, the sudden movement from up ahead freezes in your tracks. You watch in horror as a large stump begins to move. The stump draws itself in the center of your path and stretches wide a powerful set of fang-filled jaws and releases a ferocious bellow. You stare wide-eyed at the fearsome stump still now blocking your path. Without warning, the creature ambles forward and attacks, attempting to tear the flesh from your bones with its deadly fangs. It's another stump still. Roars it snaps its powerful jaws at you. Alright, keeps you Ooh, he bit me and is slain. 6xp once more. It's another stump seal. How many stump seals have they got here? Have we, have we, have we chopped out. Have they chopped down some trees they're not supposed to chop down. And made some sort of forest spirits very, very angry. Or maybe they're just unlucky. It's another Stump Seal. Yeah, I think I you know, I feel in a certain mid nineties movies these stump seals would be the good guys. But anyhow, uh, but here yeah, they're fighting me, so I'm assuming they're the bad guys. Stump seal wars as it snaps its powerful jaws at you. You've slain your foe. Six XB. Now, since I haven't come across any talking animals, this isn't a Finley Vale. This isn't an ecological nature is wonderful sort of story. Nope, it's a nature is filled with scary things story. 6xp for feeding that one. As you wander cautiously through the field of stumps and fell trees, all the while plagued by the feeling of being watched. And I am being watched by this stump seal that's just come and attacked me. As it bites at me, as it snaps with its powerful jaws at me. Oh dear. And another 6 XP. Let's just say. so yeah uh, yep yeah, just gonna keep. now there's another stump Seal, yeah it might 6xP for defeating that one. it's another one. How many stump Seals, stump seals are there? did did someone? Did someone come by and curse this place and all the stumps would come to life? Did we accidentally tear down the, front, the home of a forest witch or something? Stump sill? Alright. Oh. It's another stump sill. So many stump sills. So a wonder any of these woodsmen are still alive. Okay, it's another Stump Sill. So many Stump Sills. Uh, 6xB. It's another one. Ah, uh, take that tree stump thing. Wait a minute. Is the Stump Sill just what's left when you chop off most of a dormac or Dormu? But you know, they were sleepy at the time, so they didn't notice. They're like, oh no! Now I'm just a stump, and I'm angry. I'm an angry, angry tree stump. Ah! Yeah. Is that what would happen? Obviously, I'm not going to do any signs to find out. That would be. That would be heckery mole. Way more depending on whether I noticed at the time but I did notice so it would be immoral not entirely certain but you think you see something large moving to the south it's another stump seal so many stump seals they all get bashed to pieces bashed to lots of pieces forest life it's another stump seal stomping the stump sills not being stomped by them, I'm stomping them, I'm stomping them, stomp, 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 stomp. Another stump sill yeah. yeah, there's just lots of them here, if you haven't already figured that out, but yeah. Okay, here's a quick, on the, on the south side of this map. Exactly opposite from where we started is a question mark. A deafening bellow from behind nearly causes you to jump out of your skin. You spin round to find yourself staring at a massive stump still. The dangerous creature lurches forward on its thick tangle of roots, gaping more, revealing a double set of deadly fangs. Suddenly, the stump still charges. Knocking, knocking you back on your heels. Its powerful jaws attempt to lock onto you. It's a massive stump still. The savage bite of your enemy tears into your flesh for twelve damage, and another bite for three damage. Okay. Oh, I will just finish it off with some battle rage. Yeah. stop pretending to be a tree stump. Yeah, slain your foe. Seventy XP. You step back from the tattered carcass of the massive stumpstill still, and allow yourself a few moments to catch your breath. Suddenly, you become aware of movement all around you in the stump patch. You count the silicious of at least three dozen stumpstills. Fortunately, none of the creatures seem to pay you any mind. You watch with glowing interest as the army of forest fiends moves slowly into the deeper woods north of the camp. "'Puzzled by this, you are left to summarize your "'you defeated the massive thumpstool and sent the vicious beast "'to look for easier prey elsewhere. "'Confident that Grover and Longbaum "'and his woodcutters have nothing more "'to fear from these creatures, "'you make your way out of the stump patch "'and back to the camp.' "'A, fl- a fine showing, Zoop,' says Bronfran. "'Will you relate to him your victory "'over the stumps who has infected the pack?' "'It's amazing that any of us is alive!' "'he says, wide eyes.' To tell him just how many of the vicious creatures you witnessed in the stump field, I bet old Windle will be sick with envy when you tell him about this. This sort of thing is just his fancy, you know. Go, pays you the fee that he and Windle agreed on—fifty gold tokens. Eager to set off for Twyfley, but the woodcutters insist you stay on for a stew supper and some strong spirits. Old Windle told me you can pull down with the best of them. Soup, says Grown, smirking. Hate to think he wasn't being truthful about that. Hmm. Stew? Okay. Accept the invitation. After what what turns out to be a most delicious stew, Woodcutters bring forth several bottles of various strong spirits. Grovem takes you takes one of the bottles and holds it in front of you as you sit next to the warring campfire. In fact, soup, he said, Wundu told me that you're just allowed to put me in my place with the drink. How about a little wager? You'll last me, and I'll double you for your fee. If you don't, I'll be having it back. Just a bit of friendly fun, you know. It's quite apparent that Grovind is brimming with confidence. I accept your challenge. Your acceptance of Grovind's challenge causes quite a stir in the camp. Every man gathers round to see the renowned adventurer take up the drink. Take up the drink with a man those tolerant spirit they believe knows no equal. Grothrin takes one of the bottles of strong spirit, thrusts it at you. Guess drink first, you lads. Go on, Zoop. Make I'll make a or make a man out of you yet. Gruffin Lombard and the rest of the woodcutters. Watch watch with great interest as you bring the strong bottle to your lips. Appropriate a woman escaping the vessel is enough to make you want to wetch. But you tip the bottle up and take your first swallow. Okay, so picking a number. A bonus of twenty, success is forty or more. Let's just to see what happens. Success! You shake off Vex the drow and thrust the bottle back at Grover, who eagerly takes hold of it. He tilts his head back and takes a double swing from the vessel. He wipes his mouth on it on his sleeve and hands you the bottle. Go on then, friend, he roars good naturedly. Have it again with have at it again, my friend. Lobar on the west of the woodclusters watch with great interest as you bring the bottle of strong spirit to your lips. The pungent aroma escaping the vessels enough to make you want to wetch. But You Tip the bottle up and take your second swallow. Okay, picking a number. Bonus of twenty. Now I've got to get forty five. Success! You shake off the effect of the drowse and thrust and thrust the bottle back at Groven who eagerly takes hold of it. He tilts the head back and takes a double sweep from the vessel. Wipes the mouse mouth on the sleeve and hands you the bottle. Go on then. Rolls gritty. Have it again, my friend. Alright. Griffra Grove and Lorber on the west of the woodcutters watch with great interest as you bring the bottle of strong billet to your lips. The pungent aroma of escaping from the vessel is enough to make you want to wetch, but you tip the bottle up and take your third swallow. Okay, check again. This time, I've got to get 50 or more. Success! You shake off the effects of the drought and thrust the bottle back at Grove eagerly takes hold of it. He Tilts his head back and takes a double sweep from the vessel, wipes his mark on, uh, mouth on the sleeve, and hands you the bottle. Go on then, he says good-naturedly. Have it again, my friend. Okay, same check. What, I, I grab the bottle, drink it, same check once more. Got to get fifty-five. Success. You shake off the effects of the trouse and thrust the bottle back on the eagerly takes hold of it. He tilts his head back and takes the double swing from the be- from the vessel. Suddenly Groven looks as he's about to wet. The blustering woodcutter throws the bottle bo- down the bottom and rises unsteadily to his feet before being helped back to a sitting position next to the fire. A good show zoop he croaks, if attempting to regain his breath. I have to take Winjo at his word from now on. You're a champion with the beasts and the spirit 64 XP? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's not usually that you get experience for drinking. Usually you lose experiences. Go <laughs> from tosses a bag containing the 50 extra gold tokens. Told you to appreciate if you kept his defeat a secret from the other members of the silver quest. Okay, 50 gold tokens. I mean, after all, says as you prepare yourself out, They've got their tales of malta-hunting, heroics, and I've got my own gut for the spirit. We've all got to have something that's our own. Promise to keep your victory a secret, bid him farewell, before setting off on the road back to the city. But R- Wundor and Puffar are both pleased to see you return safe and sound. Iskridar is nowhere to be seen. They sit you down by the fire. Listen intently as you relate to them the details of your conquest over the stump seals at the woodcutter's camp. Well, was only a hunch, really, smirks Pritham. Could just have easily been a few dozen trolls hiding amongst all those stumps. I mean, really, it could have. At least old didn't try to get you into any sort of drinking sport. It's always been good for that sort of trouble. Windrall ignores his comrades' remarks and commends you on a fine showing. You know, Zoop? He's as rising, retrieving a long-handled pipe from the mantel. Went through and i Oh, never mind. Just never mind. 64 XP to general. And that's this scenario completed. All right, let's see. We're 40 minutes in. Okay, that, that's... The next one is the lost bracelet. But... I'll cope. I'll put that off for a bit. So I'm going to save... And for now, for now, farewell, fellow adventurers.